Hi, and welcome to Find My Wild. My name's Loz, and this is the documentation and diarizationization of how I rebuilt and now still rebuilding my life post domestic violence abusive relationship. So today I wanted to talk to you about the unknown triggers or the things that throw you that you don't see coming. I want to talk you through my experience and hopefully that it may help you feel a little bit more normal if you're experiencing any of these, some of these, or you know if you can relate in any way. So before we get started, please say it with me. I am so brave, I'm so strong, and I'm so very loved in this space. All right, let's do it. Okay, so unknown triggers or triggers, what do I mean by this? So have you ever had like a song come on the radio and you just burst into tears or something exciting or that you thought was exciting happen in your life but you feel yuck and you feel emotional about it and you don't know why? I certainly have. So the reason that I'm bringing this to light is because recently I got a new position um, with work. So if, any, if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you will see that, or especially TikTok, that uh, recently my ex-husband paid some child support, started paying child support randomly and very good manipulation tool, but my empathetic self thought, oh, you know, maybe he's changing, maybe he's doing some work and he's feeling better about himself. And I tried to see it from a positive light. I was very cautious how I went into the engagement with him in regards to uh, dealing with him because he would email and stuff in regards to the um, child support and stuff. And I was very cautious as to how I would handle it but then you know as a few weeks went on he was he'd had the kids number and he was engaging with the kids and he was engaging with me also and I thought maybe maybe we were we were going to be able to do this like maybe there was potential for him to work on his wounds and his traumas and then effectively be you know a role model and in the kids lives because Despite what I've been told by the courts and despite what people think, it does make me super sad that the kids don't have a dad that they can align and love. And I did hold out hope that maybe one day, just one day, it could happen. And maybe, you know, obviously that's naive. I'm not going to say maybe that's naive because clearly it's quite naive of me to think that. Anyway, so he was engaging, engaging, and, you know, he would send okay emails and then every now and then I'd get a nasty one but if they were in regards to the kids I would communicate that was my rule and then eventually I get an email that says you know my little daughter had bought a little cube from Kmart with the money that he'd given her and she sent it to him and then he wrote back to me and said the kids deserve better and it just triggered me it fucking triggered me beyond belief so I even though I've made this podcast and even though I've openly shared my experience on social media I haven't actually had him either via email face to face on the phone or anything in my presence to be able to speak my mind and say what I really needed to say so I sat on it and I pondered it and I tried to be the better person and the evolved person and was like I don't need to do this. 
But then I went, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I do. Like I I need to have my say because I haven't had my proper say. So I sent him quite a lengthy email about everything, including my socials, because quite often he'll come at me with social media and be like, you know, you're posting everything all over the socials and that was our life. And it's like, yeah, well, I want to, I want to create awareness. Like I want to make sure that the young generation see it for what it is before they're like me and they're in two deep, three kids' houses and all the fucking shit. Anyway, so I sent him an email. So his response to that was he was normally paying child support on Friday. And yes, I've put in a claim with child support, but because he wasn't working before we were, he quit his job after we separated. It's like $38 a month or something. So he had decided, because he's working in the mines and sent me his pay slip to tell me that he was earning $3,000 a week, that he was going to pay a couple hundred dollars a week or whatever. Anyway, so he was paying it. Then he told me that, what well, you know, the, the kids deserve better than the life they had. And I emailed back and I was like, yes, they do deserve better. They do deserve better. They deserve to be in their family home that we purchased. They deserve to be living with their friends. Well, now they've made other friends, but you know, they deserve a lot of things, but due to circumstances, this is what I've had to do to protect them from the life and the shit that went down when we were together. And then the abuse that happened after, you know, I addressed the fact that I said, you lied in all your court paperwork and said that you didn't do ice, let alone I saw you with my own eyes and I found all the evidence, but you continually say you didn't do it. And then, you know, like I just listed things and I was like, on my TikToks and on my social media that I share, there are things that you said and did. You may not remember the abuse that you hurled at us or the things that you said and did, but they're very much real and they're very much true. And that's what happened and me and the kids do remember it and that is why we're here today and I did get a little bit nasty in my final line and with my final finishing line I said look a dad isn't someone who donates sperms can't be present for them years and then just randomly puts fifty dollars into a bank account a dad is someone who lives selflessly for their children every single day Anyway, so I was waiting to see what happened with me sending this email because it was pretty forceful and it was very raw. And I was, yeah, I knew I did put the line in it. You know, if you don't pay, if you don't want to pay child support because of this email, fine, I'll sort it because that's what's happened. You know, that's what I've had to do is sort it. Anyway, sure enough. I get gets to the next Friday when he normally puts money in, puts all the kids' money in, and I know this because their accounts are linked to mine. So I could like I get a notification that something's gone in or out of their accounts. So I saw it popped up, looked at it, and sure enough, I could see that he put their money in, and then didn't put anything in for child towards child support because he always puts money in their accounts for them to spend on what they want. Anyway, and I was like. You know, I'm right and, you know, there is a fucking massive war and I had arguments on TikTok about it because it pisses me off where people say and people are in this mindset. It's this fucking Kanye West song that says she went and got like, oh, with your money, like as though, you know, single mums are out living a high life of their ex-partner's financial status. And I'm not saying that some people don't do this because I don't know what fucking some people do. I can only share my experience and the experience of the people that I love and I see around me that are hustling day in and day out to raise their kids, that it is fucking hard. 
and that you know I do work and I know they work and we do the best that we can to provide for our kids but it's hard when you've got you and three kids it means that you've got to rent a you know a four-bedroom house or own a bigger house or you know you've got three different people that you're raising with three different personalities and three different things they want to do and all this kind of stuff and I want to give my kids the best of everything like I really do I want to have the best of everything and I want to be able to give it to them and it's you know it's hard and I just think that the mentality around child support is really fucking gross and maybe I you know I feel like I've been someone that kind of thought oh you know she gets paid this much money for the kids and thought probably ill in the past and now I look at it from such different eyes because it's tough anyway so you know I've moved house recently so I was you know still paying staff you got bond all this shit anyway so I was really relying on that money coming in and hoping it would come in part of me knew it wouldn't but I was relying on it Anyway, sure enough, doesn't go in. So my middle daughter, who is um, very open about how she feels about things, said to me, you know, Mum, can we go do something? And I was like, oh, not this weekend, babe. Like, child's ball hasn't gone in this weekend, so I'm just do it next weekend when I get paid from work. Anyway, and then so she just messaged and she was like, hey, Daddy, you're putting child support in? And he was like, Yes, I'll be paying child support. I only have to pay what child support and the government tell me, which is the $38 a month. And I said, okay, no worries. Anyway, and then um, so then I see that, that it's, you know, he's, and I said to her, that means he's not going to pay, babe. It's okay. Don't worry. We've got this. Anyway, then he sends my little daughter a message and said, hi, Sammy. Um, you know, like I, I know that you want a new bed and all these things. I'm going to pay them all for you. I just got my motorbike fixed and can't afford it. I can't afford to give child's, I can't afford to do it this week. Anyway, so that happened. And then I burst into tears because I said to the kids, do you see what this is? This is punishment. This is This is how we lived our entire life where if I spoke up or spoke my mind, or anything like that, a punishment came for it. So whether it was I attended something wrong or I was somewhere where I shouldn't be or I dressed the wrong way or I spoke the wrong way or I said something in front of his friends that he found embarrassing or whatever the fuck it was, there was a form of punishment that came after that. So whether it was not talking to me, telling me I was fucked up or, you know, abusing me or you know, making sure there was no finances or going out for three days with his mates and just not telling me what he was doing or where he was going or when he was coming and throwing to be like in your face. Not that I would ever care what he was doing, but it was done in a in a negative way. Then um, this was just so triggering because it put me back into the box of, fuck you, you're, you know, you're taking – you're taking control of me, like, you're again. Like, and you're trying to make sure that I can't, you know, now you, you put the kids' money in, so you had the money for the kids' money, but you're making sure that it affects me personally. And even though affecting me personally is actually affecting the kids, he 
yeah, so I got really upset and, you know, I said to the kids, this is what it feels like to feel punished for speaking your mind and being true to yourself. And, you know, oh, one good thing my middle daughter was like, well, mum, I'm never going to let someone treat me like that. And I was like, okay, that, you know, good. I'm, I'm glad of that because I don't want anyone to treat you like that. But anyway, so that happened and then I was like, all right, Liz, you need to, like, really step it up now. Like, you need to get a bigger, another different job, one that pays more. Um, yes, you'll be not home as much as what you'd like, but the kids are older now, they can sort it, and you need to build your own life again now where you don't need anything else so that you're not busting your ass all the time. Anyway, so I got this new job. And go to the new job, first week, I, the, the job itself is really cool, and I'm like, oh, I love this. Well, you know, this is awesome go into the second week and then just finished today's Friday so it was yesterday afternoon driving home and I rang my girlfriend and I was just like burst into tears and I'm like I'm just so triggered and she's like why and I'm like you know I'm working with people that have families and they live in their homes and their homes have increased in value and all this kind of stuff and I'm just so sad that I just walked away not only from my home, but also my career. Like I used to own gyms and, you know, like I, I loved that job and I loved that industry and all this kind of stuff and it's all gone now and it really did throw me and, you know, she was great. She's just done this amazing Vipassana thing where you go meditate for 10 days and it's fucking insane. It's like from 4 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. Anyway, her name's Yora by Nikki, so go have a look um, on her Instagram page. Actually, if you go have a look on my Instagram page, you'll see a photo of my silhouette that she's painted or done digitally, uh, done digital art with it. That's her. Click on her and go look at her stuff. Anyway, and she's like, you know, they're all just things, and I know that you know this, and I'm like, I know, but I just need to feel it. I need to find it out because in the last week from going back to work, my nightmares have been starting where I'm dreaming again and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, no, I'm in my new reality. But then, you know, then I, I've been thinking about my old reality and the things that I miss from it. Yeah, it just really, really spiralled. What I know will be a place of self-growth. Like I am well aware that these feelings come from this to give you the space to grow but whilst you're in it it's really fucking hard really fucking hard so I'm going to talk you through some of the things that I do when these things crop up so one is I try like I journal it out and if you can't journal by writing, I speak it. So even speaking it to you guys now, I know that I've kind of moved through it a little bit, so I'm on the outer side of it. But it helps me come back to, you know, find the reason that it feels the way it does. Because sometimes I find when you feel triggered by events, you're like, why do I feel like this? Like, why do I feel so gross and why do I feel so sad and whatever? And then if you can actually sit in it and read about it and write about it then that way you'll find the reason why which means that you can heal that part of you that needs the healing so journaling is a really good thing I go back to 
just when I wake up in the morning, I like to lay there for just 10 minutes in stillness and just breathe and remind myself that I've got through some of the hardest days that I thought I would ever get through because there was times when I didn't believe I thought it would be easier, especially in the end of the relationship, if I wasn't here anymore because it would stop and then you know, I realised what about my kids, like that would be horrendous. But, you know, when you're in great trauma and you're dealing with stuff, you know, your mind goes all crazy places. So I like to lay in stillness, place my hand on my heart, my right hand on my heart and take a big breath and be like, you got this, you've got through your hardest days and you'll get through this too. So on top of that, I do things that maybe make me feel uncomfortable, but, you know, they're also the things that I need to do to feel better. So um, I, for an example, joined another gym because fitness is a huge part of my life and um, I find it really hard to not feel good when I'm not training, but the gym is also something that triggers me beyond belief because, you know, I miss my old life and part of my old life was the gym. But do something that scares you, like go to the gym, go to the walk, go for the walk, meet that person for coffee, attend that event, do the thing that, you know, deep down inside you really want to do that scares you because you know you'll feel better after and another thing that I do is just try and look at the accomplishments I've made rather than focus on the negative so instead of focusing on how I'm what I'm lacking and what I'm not got or what isn't working I start to focus on what is working and what I've done to get there, like I effectively gave up my life as I knew it for my kids because not only was life hard with my ex-partner there, but it was because it, it wasn't easy. My reacting to it was not great at the time. So I was becoming not the best mum to them because I wasn't coping with the situation. So not only had they lost their home, their family as they knew it, and their stability, mum and dad being together, all the things, then I was a fucking screw loose. So I moved for all those things and I'm like, yeah, but when I step back and even talking to you now and thinking about it, I'm like, I have change their future for the better even though it may not feel about it why they're in the thick of it to protect them and to give them the chance to live their best life and they wouldn't have had that if I didn't make the choices that I made so be proud of yourself like just let the triggers come in because I have found that it, it shows even by going back to this job now that I had suppressed emotions that I didn't want to deal with and that's why they've come out so when I sorted the business, moved, left, whatever, I don't think I really dealt with how, how you know, I made it exciting and, oh, yeah, I'm moving and all this shit, but it didn't feel like that. Like to me it felt very much like a need to do basis to survive. 
So I just did, and and it was just like one step in front of the other, one minute in front of one minute, one you know this is what I have to do, this is what I have to do to get going, and yeah, I don't think like I just hadn't sat in the fact that I was really fucking sad that all that was happening and that I miss my friends and miss my life and all this kind of stuff. So when you sit in it and feel it. You know, you've, you've got to sit in the uncomfortable to feel comfortable, and I truly believe that. So I would love to know how you feel about this and if you felt something un, un, that you didn't think would trigger you that triggered you. If you do, send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok, and I would love to chat to you more about this. But that is how I – that is – how I felt triggered before and then it's also how some of the ways in which I move through and I hope that they'll help you. Okay, so sorry about the sound quality but I am actually driving and I'm like what a perfect time because you just pop it on your um, pop it on your phone on your car play that goes through your phone and you can record as you drive. So there's blinker noises, there's notifications from my other phone, my work phone going off. And I do apologize for that, but I hope that you found some context or something you could relate to or an understanding of what those yucky feelings are or a visceral feeling as we would say, which is a feeling that causes a reaction so when you have a feeling like your heart starts pulsating or your hands get sweaty or you feel nauseous and stuff like that that's when your body is in distress and it's telling you it's in distress so that you listen so i hope that you found some in there i really hope you get in contact with me because i would love to hear from you um i would just like to say that you're so brave you're so strong so loved in my space please go check out the Farm My Wild website have a little look around there are stages now there's 12 stages all linked on that I've got to do a bit of work on all the stages but there's some great links charities and things that can help you move through your stages of separation and rebuilding your life and I firmly believe that you can find your wild or find my wild your stage at any time like I often go oh my god I'm not coping I need to find my wilds find my wild myself and I go back and do it so go do that you were so loved go find my wild have the best day